What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Thursday, July 27th, 2023. And on today's show, it's the final team. Makes me kind of sad, actually. But some say that you have to save the best for last. And that's just what we did. I'm going to just come out and say it. Northwestern. Nobody's had more going on this offseason than the Northwestern Wildcats. I think everybody knows the news by now, but had my buddy Tommy Hook come through. He came to the house. He actually, man, we talked about it on the on the interview, so he'll I'll let him explain it. But um, we did we basically I'll let him explain it, and then I'm gonna explain it. We did two episodes because we recorded like a month ago, and then obviously some things changed. We found out that we live really close to each other, so the second episode we did. He came over to the house and we recorded and basically just talked about the coaching situation. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you that part of the interview first, the exciting stuff, and then I'm going to crop out some of the stuff that we talked about in the uh, first interview and then put in about 10 minutes of just football talk at the end of this podcast uh, so that you can still listen to that if you're a big Northwestern fan and you want to hear about the actual football stuff. Great show. Tommy is awesome. I still, I just was looking. Tommy, if you're listening to this, I still have your hat. I'm not going to text him. I'm going to wait and see if he listens to this. Uh, you left your hat over here, man. Um, <laughs> I think he took it off for the show. I just found it in my office a minute ago. Uh, but Tommy was such a fun time, man. And this is uh, the interview that I had with him, the first. And then I'll play the second. And then we'll not play the third. I'll have him on a third time. But I don't have a third one yet. We'll just play the first and second for right now. Hope you guys enjoy this interview. All right. Joining me now is Tommy, a.k.a. Thomas Hook. If you're watching on YouTube, his Twitter handle's on the screen. He's live in the one-person studio. We brought in two chairs. Tommy, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? Dead, nothing. <laughs> well, so we uh, the last time we talked, well, we've been talking a little bit since the last time we recorded. Yes, of course. Um, but the last time we recorded a podcast, I was a little bit optimistic about Northwestern football. And uh, I, I'm not as optimistic as I was two weeks ago. What happened? Some things happened. Uh, we lost a couple of recruits, <laughs> nothing big. You know, we lost a, a couple of decommits, a couple of decommits. I'm a little bit less... Uh, less enthusiastic about where the program is today for that reason. I had this whole idea where I was like going to just pretend like I had no clue what happened with the coach with Pat. Right. Mr. Right. Fitzgerald. Oh, you that's can't right. Call him coach Fitzgerald. Anymore. That's right. He's just Mr. Fitzgerald. He will always be coach Fitzgerald <laughs> to me. 17 seasons, uh, at the helm. Uh, I think it was, uh, uh, four or five seasons as an assistant coach before while, while, you know, uh, uh, you know, an assistant coach under Randy Walker before Randy Walker ultimately passed away. And then, uh, and then obviously probably the most legendary, arguably the most legendary Northwestern wildcat football player, uh, in history. So he will always be coach Fitzgerald to me. And I met him one time too, uh, twice actually. So I got a personal connection. To I him. did see the picture yeah. on Twitter. That was yeah. a dope picture, man. Yeah. Yeah. Did he say anything cool to you? Yeah. Uh, you know what? He gave me his number and no, let's call uh, him. Uh, I'm not going to call him right now. <laughs> That'd be uh, sick, uh, he actually, uh, so when I used to work at the Chicago white Sox, I started Northwestern university night. And the first thing I did was when I, when I, when we came to terms with, Northwestern and at university and with the White Sox, I said, I'm not doing the night unless Fitz throws out the first pitch. And he ended up coming with his family. We got him some customized jerseys and put him in a suite. And coincidentally, that same night, uh, Tommy Hammock, the head coach of Northern Illinois football, uh, was actually set up coincidentally in the suite next to him. So, I'm bringing Fitz up to his suite. You know, I'm sweating my balls off. It's It was like August, you know. I'm running his family from the WGN studio doing a, a, a radio interview. He's on TV. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's popping out of the hallway talking with Tommy Hammock, and I'm in there having a college football conversation with the two of them. And I had everything in common with them, having gone to Northern Illinois and having to be in the biggest Northwestern fan. So it was really cool. I got Coach Fitz and Tommy Hammock's uh, uh, phone number that night, and it was pretty sweet. 
All right, we're not going to call him right now, but after we're done recording, let's give yes. him, let's give him after, a FaceTime. Yes, after a couple of drinks, we will do that. <laughs> All right, let's 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 bring it back. Let's reel it back yeah, in for just a second. All right, you kind of mentioned this. We did record an entire episode already. We did. Um, it was before, obviously, Coach uh, Pat Fitzgerald got fired. Right. Um, we're going to dive into that in just a second. I wanted to re-record with you, and this is the crazy thing. People might be wondering, why are we right next to each other? Well, yep. it's because we met on Twitter. Yep which is where I meet some of my best friends, but I usually don't meet them. Right. I usually just like, you know, Twitter fingers with them. You live in the same city as me. You live eight minutes away from me. That's right. So we you, didn't find that out until we recorded. Until, by until we're getting ready to record. So how this plays out, we are uh, talking about Ryan. It started with, I'm, I'm, we're talking about why Ryan Holinsky isn't likely going right. to play this year. I'm like, oh, he tore his ACL. You're right. like, well, who, I had no idea. You're, who are you, dude? Yeah. I didn't even follow you. You didn't follow me. Next thing you know, we're 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 talking about Big Ten football and Big Ten sports in general. And uh, you asked me what my uh, uh, you know if I had any you know further knowledge on Northwestern. I said I would love to talk about it. And we get ready to record. I'm like, hey, dude, where are you from? What's your name? Yeah. What's going on? Wild. And you're like, ah, oh, I live in yeah outside Nashville. Oh, me too. Where at Franco? Well, you and I live eight minutes away. People are really going to narrow Eight down. Minutes away. If I piss anybody off, they're going to be like, I know where to find this guy. Yeah, now. or me. I mean, I'm going to have some hot takes. Today. Dude, we're, we'll be down here hot ready. Takes. We'll be down yeah. here ready. Yep. All right, let's talk about this, man. There's no reason to waste any more time. There's yep. the man. Um, I tweeted out today that uh, there was a guy. <laughs> you getting emotional over yeah, there? I, I've been emotional the last week. I don't That's wanna, tough. I don't want to talk to anybody, really, except no, for I this. Understand. You know? I understand. I understand. It's been, it's been six days since the that everything came out. So Yeah. All right, so um, I tweeted this out the other day. Someone that I follow on Twitter said that uh, they put out brand new standings. Yep. They said that Northwestern is going to be 0-12. I said, wait a minute. Here's what's going to happen. Galvanized Mm -hmm. by the firing of their head coach, Mm -hmm. Northwestern rallies. They win 11 games, beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, go to the playoffs, the movie title, Pat's Cats. Pat's Cats. I love that movie. Um it's a it's a fictitious movie, right? No, this is gonna happen. It's a science it? fiction this is movie. What I'm, can I say this is what I'm cheering for? Yeah, you can say <laughs> that. Absolutely. Real, you know, but I don't know what I'm cheering for right now. I don't. I had a tough time. I'm not joking. I had a tough time. So I was getting ready to figure out, getting ready to come over here. I'm like, what do I wear? Do I just because I'm I got some feelings towards my Wildcats right now. Not necessarily the players or anything like that, but. Or the team per se, but I, I I don't know if I wanted to represent the university today. But you know what I said? I'm like, you know what? I'm like, those kids on that team on that team right now are going through the hardest thing that they've probably ever gone through. No doubt. Like in their lives. Being in the spotlight, getting asked questions from their family, their friends, their coaches, their former teammates. And they're in the news nonstop. As being these guys who have been accused of some pretty crazy shit, and uh, and quite frankly, it's like you know that that made me actually want to wear the shirt because I'm like, you know what? Like regardless of the inaction of the the athletic director Derek Gregg, and regardless of the reaction and the second reaction from uh, Michael Schill, pre- the president of the university, I'm gonna root for I'm gonna root for my guys that have been there for four years or been there for five years or in some cases like Charlie Mangeria tight end who's been very outspoken about this whole thing has been there for six years guy's gonna come out of like a doctor or something like and probably be like way way more you know successful than 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 myself and I'm gonna root for that guy because he's put he's put in more blood sweat and tears than than I certainly have sitting in section 117 with my season tickets absolutely I I'm so I'm actually still I'm actually, I think I'm more excited about the season this year now because you come off the one win season last year. We talked about this when we recorded before, yep. and I might pull some clips from the previous podcast. I think there's still some things that we recorded that are relevant. Yeah. We talked about some transfer portal guys. I want to skip over all that today because I want to go back downstairs and keep drinking with you. Me too. But um, I do want to talk about Pat, though. Um, you're very well connected in the community, mm-hmm. I think. Um it's casual Big Ten. I texted you this the other day. I'm not trying to get anybody's name out there. I'm not trying to, you know, who gotcha, right. who's this, who's that. I want to know what's really happening without names, though. 
Yep. No names. That's fine. I mean, there's no need to start name calling and whatever's happens already happened, by the way. Absolutely. So there's no need to like sit over there and finger point and, and, you know, crucify anyone the, the the damage to the university has been done. Um, you mean no name calling like, like players, correct? I'm not looking for sources is what I'm saying. Right. I know that you are, like I said, you're very well connected. Yeah. You talk to guys, yep. You've talked to people within the community. Yeah. You know, and the thing about me personally, I've been reading the stories at a very surface yep. level. Yep. I know what's happened barely. Yep. What I want to know, though, is from someone who's in the community, who's involved in it, who cares about it. Yep. Not that I don't care about it, but I'm not a Northwestern no, right, fan. Right. I do want to know exactly what actually happened. Instead of hearing all these rumors, I'll yeah. give you an example yep. real quick. May I? Yeah. No, let's hear it. Tomorrow on the show, I have... From Eyes on Big Ten Podcast. Yeah. yeah. His name is uh, Jeffrey the Greek. Okay. He's coming on the show tomorrow, right after your show. Okay. They were putting out a, I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but it was basically they were saying one win season last year. Someone in the athletic department said, we need Pat to go. Yep. Pat said, piss off. Yep. I'm owed too much money. Yep. And they said, investigation launched. $7 million over the next Seven, whatever it is. I didn't know it was that much. Uh, well, I think it's 40. 40 uh, I, got, I, I don't want to butcher this. I think it may, it may be 47 over the next seven. He's, his contract. Double digit millions. Yeah, right. And his contract is up in, at, in the year 2030. Okay. So they're saying if we fire him without cause, right. we got to pay him. Right. Let's launch this investigation. These are the kind of conspiracies, right. quote unquote, that I'm right. hearing. Yep. And again, I'm not saying Jeffrey... I'm excited you're coming on the show, brother. Yeah. We're going to talk What's about up, this Jeff? some more. Yeah. What's up, Jeffrey? Um, but I don't, I don't, there's no factual information behind that. And I think that you have some more information that might shed some yeah. light on what actually happened. Can yeah. you share that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll share that. And I'm going to be a little bit uh, emotional and kind of uncut on it. So um, now, by the way, I just want to start this off by saying the feeling outside of Northwestern, the feeling outside of Northwestern from fans that have never watched the team are completely back in the decision of, of the firing of Fitzgerald. I, I, I would say, I would say almost unanimously in the wildcat community, I would think, and I don't want to generalize. I didn't mean to generalize, mm -hmm. uh, in the wild, I do not support the decision, but I'll come out and say in, it right now. I don't the, care. In the wildcat community, I, Again, I've run some polls on our on our you know our our, our rival site, um, trying to get a gauge of it. I I'd say it's anywhere from sixty percent do not support it, maybe to seventy percent do not support it, to between thirty and forty percent do support the firing. The kicker is, did they support firing him last year? You know, I I actually. And before I go any further, I just want to say there's no ventilation in this room. Me uh, and Tommy are about to start sweating our balls off. Take my shirt off. Things are going to get real crispy. Here. Um, I actually would be more on board if they said we're firing you because, because you lost a, you lost eleven games right. last year. I'd so be more I. supportive of that. So would I. Other than and and I don't want to because I don't know all the facts. Like I said, yep. If some things come out in the next few weeks, I mean, we're recording on what is it? It's it's July 13th right now. There's, there's no things, new coach. I think there's some things that are. Gonna, there might out. be some things come out and I might change my mind. But as of right now, July 13th, I think it's bullshit that he got fired. Yep. I think that the what they have right now isn't a fireable offense. Yep. I think it's more fireable to win one game last year. One. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. So as far as I understand, I'm going to try to lay out a timeline for you of what's happened yeah. to Northwestern football over the last seven months, eight months. All right. So let's make it quick, though. Let's make it quick. November 19th. Oh, you got the dates. November 19th. Uh, Northwestern plays uh, Carl Richardson, who is the who is a whistleblower now that, that we find out, um, decides to um, um, uh, he suits up for the game. Um, not only he was supposed to be, he was the third, he was, he was supposed to be the, the, he's third on the depth chart. He's passed over by preferred walk on Cole Freeman and, um, and does not play that game the following week, November 26th, Cole Freeman, again, preferred walk on plays that game. Uh, things were going well at halftime. Northwestern starts true freshman, uh, Jack Lausch, who was like a Chicago legend. Malik Washington, the wide receiver, excuse me, wide receiver that transfers out to Virginia, 
throws more passes than Carl Richardson. Again, that was uh, that was on the 26th of November. On the 30th of November, an anonymous complaint comes in later to be Carl Richardson to the athletic department, not to the coach. No complaints to the coach. Uh, basically accusing the the uh, Pat Fitzgerald of being complacent in locker room sexual violence, whatever you want to call it. And then racism later. Racism later by the same by the same player who also has a history of tweets acknowledging and thanking Fitzgerald for all the help that he's done for him and and actually even saying uh thank you thanking him for for what he's done for his family. I actually I heard about that tweet. Yeah. Yep. Um and so we move forward a six six month long uh, third party investigation ensues. The investigation finds that the hazing incidents were m- possibly most likely happened again the definition of hazing that's for you and i to determine and for you to determine um and then from there in in, in that private investigation in that third-party investigation 50 players were interviewed and almost interrogated at this point based on how the media is treating everyone um one other player even somewhat corroborated the what what was going on in the locker room as hazing. So Do you know who that is? I don't know who the corroborating player is. Um however Put I some do names out there for these players. I know. I do know I do know Put however you know it. what I do know this. I do know this and this is not widespread but people do know. I mean Carl Richardson is a rat and there's a lot more he was not affected. He was certainly not he he was not affected dramatically by hazing. He didn't play he was a late commit out of Salinas, California, Salinas High School, California. Committed, was supposed to, you know, had 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 grades, you know, uh, third, fourth round, dra- uh, fifth round draft grades via twenty four seven sports out of high school. Had a lot of had a had a had a had a lot on his plate. Never, never played. Was passed over by freshmen and walk ons. And instead of actually doing anything about it or just transferring out and moving on with a Northwestern degree, he decided to burn it down. And that is essentially what happened. Fitzgerald was granted a two two week long um, suspension during the dead period, meaning this investigation came out a few weeks ago. We the the, the university knew when they were going to suspend him during during that dead period, and instead of standing up and releasing the report and saying we're standing by this, they instead decided to let the Twitter public opinion you know mob, which happens to everyone. Um, determine what the what the what the actual um, uh, discipline was going to be, and that was firing. So now that coach who has been around the Northwestern program longer than I've been alive is now gone because of one player. So a couple of things that you brought up that I found interesting while you were talking. We didn't even talk about this much before we started. No, we recording. didn't. This we didn't. Fun. You held it in because this is you wanted to talk fun, about it now, dude. and you got me fired up. This is fucking fun. Excuse yeah. my language. Yeah. Um, Couple things that you just brought up that I wasn't thinking about before. Why not just transfer? Why not just transfer? You know, why not be? A, hey, you know, I, it, being a, a a very mediocre Division One player myself. Not football, by the way. I'm way too scrawny to do that. Now I'm too fat. So either way, um, I was gonna say you're yoked now. What dude. what you would do? I wouldn't what, say fat. You're yoked now. Look at this guy, well, dude. What what you would typically do if you were a disgruntled player and had issues? You would speak with your coach, and saw see where that where where that where that conversation went. Simple as that. Yeah, things are going to change, or things are not going to change. If you look, there are. I had to mute the the, the words Fitzgerald and hazing on my Twitter account because I can't I do it that. anymore for my mental health. For my mental that. health, all right. That. And if you have a, he is about as candid and truthful as possible. If you have a conversation with that person, he will tell you straight up, hey. Carl or hey Tommy I don't see you fitting in in this program I don't think you're a great fit here I'm I will help you find somewhere else to play yeah. that's how he is and 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 to think that again being someone who's been in a locker room a third of that size a third of the size of a football team I can tell you what there are things that happen in locker rooms I know no one wants to acknowledge this no one wants to acknowledge this no one wants to, everyone wants to think that locker rooms are like going into the office for a nine-to-five job 
It's not. Dudes are around each other for 70, 80 hours a week, and they have a couple hours to hang around in the locker room, and they do a lot of dumb things. A lot of dumb things. Not criminal. I'm not saying that players are, are, are you know, performing criminal acts or doing anything, but they're, 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 they're things that were accused, for example. But what I can say is that things go down, and for the... First hand experience, when you see there's a line that no one can draw, there, it, it's not a black or white. There's a line yeah. that no one could draw, but it's drawn whenever you see that happen. Yeah. And I could tell you from the character guys that fits recruits and the character guys that fits coaches that whatever Carl Richardson was ac- being accusing, again, whatever we're going to pass over the fact that 98 other players are being accused of this. Yeah. These poor kids. Yeah. You know, and no one wants to talk about them. They want to talk about this one kid because it grabs headlines, and you can kick Fitz out of there because he's some old dinosaur who happens to just be forty-seven years old and owed a bunch. That's of my money. that's my t- that and, and is owed eight seven years and forty plus million dollars. Sorry if I yeah I don't it, no I, just, I think that's, that's I think that's that the way is I read definitely it. I think that has to be part of the story is how much money he's owed and that is part of the story. Yep. Another part of the story, though, is that it just was announced this week. And again, we're recording on July 13th. So there's going to be information that comes out. By the time this comes out. Big Ten Media Day. It's coming up. It's coming up. That's going to be. I didn't get invited. What's going to happen? I didn't apply either, though. But you should you should, should have been invited. Yeah, should you shouldn't have to reach out, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's BS. Yeah, I should be offer only on that. Who? That's not Kevin Warren anymore. Who is that? Uh, I don't even know. You talking about the president? Yeah, no, no, the commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren. The, the I think he's the president of operations for the for the Bears. If you're watching this, please give my boy a call give me and a make call. a make another phone call and get him in, would you? Offer only. Well, go ahead. I'm, I'm only going to media day if right, they ask right. me. Yeah, right. You're holding now. I'm actually going to be on vacation. I can't go. I was going to apply. You, yeah, but next year. Next, next year, year, I'll yeah. I, I, same vacation every right. year, same time. <laughs> right. Well, a few years down the line. Then. Yeah. Well, if they offer. You're right. Well, it's here. No, what was your? You, oh, I was gonna say, um, <clears throat> a lot of things are coming up. But what just came out this week, though, yeah. that I found very surprising, especially someone who's, I didn't play college football. Yep, I played high school football at a very big school. Yep. A couple things I want to say right now that I'm not gonna say, but first of all, none of the things that I read about were overly shocking to me. None. Okay, I've said none. that. All right. Second thing, my head coach. In high school, yeah. Again, very big high school that I went to. Hundred plus kids on the team. Yep. He didn't know what was going on in the locker room. The assistant coaches did, and what I have a problem with right now, and I don't want to like get on a soapbox and go crazy, but how are the assistant coaches retaining their jobs, but the main guy isn't? When the assistant coaches are the ones that have a better understanding of what's happening in the locker room. Can you explain that to me? Yeah. So in other words, no, I, I can't because if you're going to be this, the, 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 the AKA the, the, the president, Michael Schill or the AD, Derek Gregg, again, no one knows who's making the call over there. No one knows if the, the if president's it, relatively new, correct? Yeah. He, so he came in, he's not even a year in, he came from Oregon, I believe, but he's not even a year in. So, and his, his first big move was to, Fire Pat Fitzgerald, by the way. Insane. And then the baseball coach. And then the baseball, the baseball, Jim Foster. I don't, I don't know, but uh, I'll get into that. (laughs) I heard some crazy stuff there too, but whatever. But, uh, but, but the point is this, if you're going to be like, Hey, we will not, we will not tolerate this at all, at all. And anybody who, even if they didn't know about it, even if they didn't have a clue or one iota, but that's still their fault that they didn't have a clue. Mm -hmm. Then, why are people who were still around who were around during that still employed? And the excuse, well, well, it's sixty days to to, to game day. Also, well, how are, hold on, how are you going to retain someone when you're going to hire a new head coach who's probably going to bring in his own guys anyways? Well, that's the thing, and and, and now and now they're saying that. Um, Ed Ogeron's um, going to bring in his own guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish, I wish, dude. If Ed Ogeron gets hired, it's going to be back the, on board. It's going to be one of the best days. Dude, I'm so freaking. I don't know. I don't know who would. I don't know what would happen in Evanston. It would be nuts. But they got. They got. Go they go cats, baby. They have. You clip that, by the way. That was pretty good. Go cats, go cats, baby. They have David Braun. David Braun was brought in. He's a. He's a first year. He's a first year D one Division one defensive coordinator. Brought in from FCS North Dakota State. 
He was hired in February, came on. Now, you would think like, hey, we're going to put all of our eggs in one basket. He's going to be our interim head coach for this year. Let's see what happens. No, no. They come out and they're like, hey, you know what? David Braun, I know you just got tossed in the ex- into the shitstorm. You come from a FCS powerhouse, a powerhouse, where he's getting the, the cream Which of the crop. I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, uh, North Dakota State. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, the uh, the Bison, um, I believe. Josh Allen? No, that's Wyoming. Who went to North Dakota State? Uh, Trey I'll Lance. look it up. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Oh, it's Trey Lance. Okay. Trey Lance and Carson Wentz. Um, Carson Wentz is yep. who I was thinking of. Yep, And uh, but anyways... Now he's serving as some liaison, some term that no one's ever heard, the day-to-day liaison of the of the Division One. I've heard that term before. Not in football for me. <laughs> um, and uh, and and anyways, these guys are in just such a bad spot. They, their defense, their defensive line coach is a first-year uh, Division One football uh, football coach. Their wide receiver coach Armand Benz is a first-year um, um, Division One football coach. I, the only way I see out of this is if. All the players rally around and just say, Michael Schill, buddy, you're a spineless coward, pal. I don't want to see you around the stadium. Why don't you go stick around the Medill Journalism School and work with the Daily Northwestern some more and have people feed you stories? Or Derek Gregg, I know you just had to cut your vacation short, pal. Um, but we don't want to see you either. Why don't you go spend some, some more time in, at, you know, at the women's lacrosse? No offense, they're really good, so I'm not bashing that. But go spend some time elsewhere and let the football team do what they're going to do. And at the end of the year, they can all leave and with a big F you. And maybe they can go bowling. Maybe they go bowling. I don't know. Dude, if it, dude, I don't know. I mean, just win, win some football make games me a promise in real spite quick. of everyone else. Make me a promise. Yeah. If they make a bowl game. I will go. I will go. Uh, so I, I've gone. I've gone to... We're going together. Plenty of Northwestern. The last section Northwestern bowl game I went to was uh, um, it was the, uh, the it was the Outback Bowl when um, um, Alvin Kamara, Josh Dobbs, Tennessee go down. And they play Northwestern and uh, they won like fifty six. I'll get media passes. That sounds good. To Offer me. only though Northwestern. Sounds good to me. I need I need the media pass. Me. Hey, All right, now listen. Yeah. All right. I, I really only wanted to record for a couple of minutes. Yeah, I'm 20, sorry. How long has it been? Dude, it's been 25 minutes. That's not, All bad. Right, no, that's not bad. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk that. about, but um, anything I'll, – I'll let you do your – that was pretty a pretty great final thought. Is there anything else that you needed to say about no, I, the situation? You know, all right, so there, there's a line in the sand now. There, there is not there, – there, there, there are two sides of the argument. There's not – this, this should not be – this should not be a, a, a one side or another side thing. It's – I'm looking at the facts. North again, Pat Fitzgerald's coach for 17 years. 25-ish guys per, per 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 recruiting class. This guy's coached five to six hundred guys in his career. Yeah, with transfers. You have 10, 10 guys that are coming out now. When the guys just he's you know who he is. He's that little dog who's in that little room and he's the I'm you know every this is fine meme. Yeah. And the fires around him. That's who. Yeah, yeah. That, that's who. That's that's who he is. And the fire are players that respected and used fits for everything that they have and all the good things in their life. That's the fire. They come out of the, they come out of the woodwork to all of a sudden start saying uh, that guy. That guy right there is the issue. That he's he's the reason why I suck. He's the reason why I don't play. He. Northwesterns, you know, and 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 the fact that the administration has the stones to take say to 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 double down, actually more than double down, to to take their two week suspension of that guy and say, you know what, you know what we're gonna do, we're just gonna fire you that's, with no that's the crazy with part not a single plan, yeah, not a plan. We don't even have a. And you know they're not going to get a head start. No, on the plan coach. is we're going to keep the assistant coaches, that's and then right. we're going to hire who, who, a single guy that's not going to bring anyone in. Right. We right. already got the assistant coaches right. for you. Right. That's yeah, the they're plan. talking about hiring. Go hire David Shaw. Go hire David Shaw, guys. It's a joke. That actually, I mean, I feel like that's not the worst. It is because Stanford <laughs> sucks too. <laughs> this is a casual Big Ten buy. I don't want to talk about Stanford. All right. Last question about the coaching thing. Yep. Who do you want then? Oh. It's over now. He's already gone. Wow. You um, got to find somebody. So, uh, Northwestern and I was Googling yeah. available coaches. Yeah. Wow. It's thin out there. I mean, it's I feel thin. like at this point, just. It's thin, but there are guys out there that haven't coached in a little while. Um, I've seen Bob, I was I've seen Bob Stoops floated around in the XFL, which I don't know how that would work. Um, Jim Leonard. 
former oh. former uh, uh, interim head coach with I love Wisconsin. Him. Was being was was he's there was, somewhere though, isn't he? No, I don't think he's coach. I'm gonna look it he up. Might you be a defensive talking. coordinator. I'm sorry, but he he was not being. I think he, went somewhere. he he was. There was some stipulation that he would possibly be looked at as a defensive coordinator for Northwestern. Um, makes a makes makes a makes a good idea. And then my number one pick is uh, Mike Kafka. Um, Mike Kafka, the uh, the Giants, uh, the New York Giants offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, doesn't say. It just says. Yeah. See, right. I, 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 I don't think he's coaching right now. So, which is bizarre. But that's well, my, shocking my, to me because if you go back last year, when before I had microphones, yeah, I just had my phone, yeah, and I was doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that's a lot of beer that we just drank. Um, I know, I'm burping. I was, I was on Jim Leonard to get the job at Wisconsin, right? Well, and now obviously, I mean, it worked out. I mean. It's tough. It's like, a Jim, good hire, Jim. Jim I loved yeah. you, brother. Yeah. But they got it. Somebody better. They did get somebody yeah. better. I agree. And but I love Jim Leonard, though. Yeah. Um. But Dude, I will say great, that's the, a great hire. That and then the dark horse, which I don't know how they'll prime away from, uh, the New York Giants, but it is it's Mike Kafka, former quarterbacks coach for Pat Mahomes, turned Danny Dimes around and and it, in the New York Giants organization last year. Went but to Northwestern. Let's keep in mind, though. Go Cats. Go Cats. Ed Orgeron. <laughs> Ed Orgeron, right. baby. I had a couple other things to talk about, but we already recorded. Uh, I had Ben Bryant on there. You get one word to describe how excited you are about Ben Bryant. Two words. Not very now. <sighs> I'm still excited about him. He's got AJ Henning, dude. Yeah, well, they're all Your tweeting. microphone. They're, Your all microphone. They're, they're all tweeting now. They're all tweeting. They're all pissed. I don't even know who's going to be on the team. I, okay, Ben Bryant's a good player. He's a Chicagoland kid. So is AJ Henning. I actually uh, this is way more than play. one word, by the way. Um, <laughs> going on a paragraph now. <laughs> I like, I, I, like I, messing with you while you're yeah. Now no, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited. Excited. There you go. All right, excited. here we go. I got you excited. Yeah. Uh, I already. I accidentally already hit the next slide. Um, do you even care to talk about the record? Here's what. Here's my thing. Okay. The over under in Vegas was set at three point five. Originally, yeah, that, which was that that was that was going to be bogus. That was going to be a bogus line. I, I why? Because it was going to be way over. You're saying? Yeah, I I, I don't see how they weren't going to go bowling. I disagree. I think that I think that now you hit the over. Everyone well, now, now the over is going to be a two and a half, and that's yeah. when you slam it. Yeah. I, oh, I'm still going to. I'm like I'm a sucker. I have no life, and I love Northwestern. Still. I think you go alternate line over four and a half. Oh, let's win ta- five. You're games. talking five and seven, baby. All right, let's see. Let's uh, win five games. We're look. All right, All right, Piscataway, Piscataway. Um, when? Rutgers stinks. When? when? UTEP. You like UTEP to win that I game because like they have cool jerseys. <laughs> they have cool jerseys. They have cool jerseys. That's an L. UTEP, W, baby. No, that's an L. At Duke, automatic loss. Minnesota, mm-hmm. that's a loss now. When? when? You, you like P.J. Fleck. Um, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, Penn State, uh, Drew Aller, right? Oh, Penn State's going to crush you guys. Penn State's I hate good. to hate Penn State's very good this year. Howard's uh, so they're two That's and three. They're, so they're three and three entering Nebraska. They get okay, we'll they get they get beat up in Nebraska. The three and four, Maryland, Talua or whatever his name is throws for four hundred yards. Uh, the three and five get beat by Iowa. Three and six get beat by Wisconsin. Three and seven they Purdue, beat Purdue. They beat Purdue. There's four. Four. Then you're finishing the season with a win at Illinois. That's right, baby. baby. We're taking we're five taking the seven. hat. We're taking the hat. We're taking the hat. The uh, Abe Lincoln Cup, baby. Let's go. This might be the only team that I'm going the opposite of what everyone's saying because of the wrong reasons. Well, you know, it's like, well, I, again, if you if you put a bunch of dogs against, you know, uh, against a wall. Yeah. Hey, again, things have to click very right. But uh, if enough dudes are pissed off enough. Yeah. Who knows what happens? I, I, I what's, what's, what's re- Let's re um, do the podcast for a third, fourth, and ultimately fifth time you know before be the funny? season. You know what would be funny? What? Is if we just sat here and we went, Northwestern's going to win one game, and then you agreed with me. And then we went, Northwestern's going to win, win two, two games. games. And then no matter what, we have the clip. Right. We have the clip. <laughs> no matter what, I will say. We're, so what's uh, – I, I, I'm not a big math guy, but if we have 12 yeah. teams by two different scenarios – I can't do the. It's a lot of different scenarios. It's like doing the phone lock. But like if we just go to, one, two, one through twelve, though, there's only twelve. Right. If we I, just say wins. But I want to. I want to predict each one. So if we do this for like, I don't know, the next hundred days, we should be able to get it. Yeah, we. I think we'll nail it. We'll get it. 
It's 12 times 12. Yeah, 124. No. 144. My bad. Is that how it works? Yeah, but I think it's 12 times 12. It is. Dude, I don't know. 12 different scenarios. You think you're bad at math. 144. I don't know. I hope my math teacher's not watching. All right. His name is Tommy Hook. See you guys. I might put some clips from the original. You know what I should do? Hmm. I don't. Let's 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 just can that episode. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants that? Patreon. That's right. I don't have one. <laughs> but if somebody does, though, if somebody does, if somebody wants it, they have to start a Patreon for me. That's fine. And then and then give me ask the money. For it, and then give you money, and then I get half. Totally deal. You hear that? I will sell the original episode before Pat Fitzgerald got fired. There's for so much, much good stuff in there, bro. Hundred bucks. If we get fifty bucks each, dude. How much is a case of Miller Lite? <laughs> Tommy, my guy. Later, brother. Thanks dude, for having me. Awesome, this place man. is sick, man. This place is sick. Tell these people. This I place built is sick, shit, man. Dude. He's got. He, he Tell built, these people. He built the desk. He's got all these. Tell these he's people. Got, he's got. He's got a desktop. He's got some mon- some sideways monitors. He's got a a a, a like a, a ring light. Is that what I'm you doing call it? That? Yeah, I'm doing it. And then he's got. Uh, dude, he's got all this memorabilia. I got it going on, man. This is sweet. All right. It's a blast. We'll be back. We'll do this again. We're We're doing this this mid-season, no doubt. We're doing this mid-season. Take care, care, guys. All right, peace. All right, we're going to pause for just a second here. That was the first interview. I'm going to play. I didn't even ask Tommy about this, but I think he's okay with it. I'm going to play a little bit from our first interview that we actually recorded where we talked about some actual football stuff. Uh, Drop that in right here, and then um, we'll see you guys in a few minutes. Uh, let's start with the Pretty negative cool. though. Is there anybody that you guys lost that you're like kind of wishing, man, I, I wish we still had this guy for next year. Yeah. So there are two guys. Um, I think we lost five or six guys to the portal. Um, which even in the, even in the era of transfer portal, um, and NIL and, and, and shit like that, I Northwestern has always had a very good job of retaining the talent that they have on their team. Always, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, 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 they'll, they'll, there are some anomalies and they'll lose some guys that are just maybe not good culture fits or, or academic fits. Right. They, they go to engineering school and they're like, what did I, I mean, I couldn't go to Northwestern. I'd be screwed. <laughs> right. That's why I went to Northern Illinois. And my dad went to Northwestern. Um, <laughs> but uh, they lost, uh, they lost uh, AJ Hampton um, who was opposite of, of Cam Mitchell who was just drafted in the fifth round, um, I think, uh, to the Browns with, uh, with fellow teammate Greg Newsom. Um, yeah. I think it was the fifth round. Um, and then they, they also lost their leading receiver, um, Malik Washington, to Virginia. Malik Washington was kind of like throughout the year, kind of like that guy that A.J. Henning-esque, 5'10", five 5'9", foot five foot um, buck 80 ran a ton of the, he was, he's a tough receiver, ran a lot of routes over the middle of the field. It was kind of a safety net out. He was basically the only other guy other than Donnie Navarro, who was a, a grad transfer from uh, Illinois last year that had any sort of idea of how to, how to get open um, yeah. offensively for the, for the cats. So those two guys are the, really the big losses um, yeah. with exception to the guys that got drafted, which there were right. a few actually. Yeah. yeah. So on the flip side of that, though, obviously a huge offseason, like we said, huge. Uh, you get Ben Bryant from Cincinnati. We're going to talk yep. about him when we talk about the season in just a minute. Um, yep. A.J. Henning from Michigan. Um, yep. Anybody else, years. Anybody else yeah. besides those two guys that are coming in that we can circle and say, man, this is really going to change the team next year? Yeah, I mean, A.J. Henning is going to be very important and we'll get into it. I know talking about the, the running back depth and who's going to be receiving carries back there. Um, you know, with, with, with some uncertainties there, but I mean, AJ heading, I think has two years left of eligibility. Um, Ben Bryant and fun, funny story. I didn't know that Ben Bryant, there, um, um, there, there was a, a video posted by next level athletics, which is like a, like a, a seven on seven, um, you know, uh, uh, like camp and, and they, yeah. and an account on Twitter and they, they posted a video of Ben Bryant throwing to AJ Henning. And I, I asked the question, like, um, is this the first time they've trained? And they're like, Oh no, they've trained for the last three years. Oh. So AJ Henning and, and, and Ben Bryant have been training together for the last three years. So I'm very, very excited for that. Um, but they, the, um, Northwestern also, um, poked their head in the transfer portal for, uh, for Cam Johnson, 
okay. who you may remember, he was a four-year letter winner at Vanderbilt. Okay. Um, receiver, um, six foot one, about a buck ninety, um, and then he transferred to Arizona State. Um, with the disaster that is Arizona State football right now, um, he then transferred into Northwestern. So Northwestern received they they, they picked Ben Bryant, um, AJ Henning, and then and then Cam Johnson. So they're gonna be they're gonna be a very very different looking offense than they were last year. Yeah. Um, and then defensively, um, their Northwestern was very weak up front. Um, they were getting bossed around. I think they were last in yards uh, or for t- tackles for loss um, in in the in, in the entire Power Five. Oh, I um, did not know that. Wow. Yep, and they, they were third um, overall in in, in uh, turnover ratio. And that that's for offensive and defensive combined. So yeah. they needed to get bigger. They needed to get stronger and force more turn- turnovers. And they got. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking here. They got. Uh, uh, RJ Pearson from Bethune Cookman, who's like six foot, 310 pounds if in the middle of that defense, zero technique. Um, uh, Richie Haggerty, who's more of like an athletic six foot two, 260 pound, uh, edge rusher out of Southern Illinois, who was actually kind of being recruited late by Northwestern out of high school. And then Matt Lawson, another big 290 pound, six foot, um, uh, you know, three technique um out of fresno state so they got they got older um in the middle of the de- uh, in in the middle of the defense and and as well as uh skill position wise on offense while we're on that topic i was going to wait till later to ask you this but we'll do it right now um is there anybody coming back from the defense you just mentioned how bad the stats were last year it was so bad but yeah. is there a guy that you were like all right we were bad but we at least had this guy and he's coming back yeah. and he'll help be better this year. Who's that guy that Northwestern people probably already know him, but if you're not yeah. a Northwestern fan and you're listening now, you're like, all right, I can circle that guy and I'm going to watch him yeah. this fall. It's going to be great. hundred yeah. percent circle Najee story. Okay. Najee story was, he was a, he's a four-star recruit out of Ohio. Um, had offers from Alabama, had offers from Michigan, Ohio state, Penn state, Notre Dame. Northwestern won out somehow. Uh, that is really impressive. Yeah. And, and I, I he got, um, he was a light kid in uh, kind of a raw, I think he only started playing football in high school in like his sophomore, junior year. So he was pretty raw, real long, real lanky, six foot three, he was 235 out of high school. Now he's like 285. He's like that hybrid. He could play inside, outside kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but he's he got he got some playing time last year and was just Northwestern was unwatchable down the stretch so a lot not a lot of people saw. He is going to be in the backfield a lot and he's only a sophomore so um, he's a guy I would really look out for. Um, other than that, there there's Aiden Hubbard who is also in the same class as him, yeah. uh, also from Ohio. Um, one of those guys that. He, few big 10 offers, bunch of Mac offers, you know, like a West Virginia offer or something kind of very solid player, six foot three, six foot four, 250 pounds, more of your athletic, like, you know, Joey Bosa looking kind of guy, you know, um, playing outside seven technique outside, outside the tackle, outside of tight ends and 11, uh, um, 11 or 12 personnel. And he is also like a fast twitch guy great get off will be in the backfield a lot too so those are the two younger guys okay i'll, I'll look the, forward to that i'm definitely gonna start yeah, number Najee story right i'm now. telling you we'll, we'll just pay attention to Najee story i got you i'm gonna definitely yeah. do that this year yeah on the flip side of that part of the ball talking about the defensive line your offensive line this year i'm not sure if i sent you this in the notes or not yep. but um i was looking up on uh i use our lads it's called our lads yeah, yeah, and yeah, they have yeah. like the depth chart and I was going straight down the offensive source. line, and it was, if I'm remembering this correctly, senior, 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 sophomore. And that's kind of what you – If I could be wrong about that, but that's how they have it right now. And then you also have senior tight end. So when you're looking at the offensive line, it's just seniors across the board, and that's exactly what you want for a team that's trying to improve off of a pretty bad record from last year 
Do you yep. think that that offensive line is going to be better than it was last year? And are they going to be able to free up some holes and protect Ben Bryant, who we're going to talk about next? Can you, do you have that our lads depth chart still pulled up? Yes, I do. Who does, what does it read to you? So it goes uh, from right to left. It's Franks at right tackle, D'Antonio, Rather, Prebay, and Tiemann. Oh, T- Tiernan? It says T-I-E-M-A-N, Tiemann. I think they meant Tiernan. Okay. I, so so here's how I see it shaking up, and, and, and I think Franks, Zach Franks, who I think was on the right side of that depth yeah. chart, is going to start at left tackle. Okay. He's the oldest of the group. I think with D'Antonio, who was at right guard, possibly. If you yes, D'Antonio is going to be at center, okay. um, and then and then they have two dudes in the in the middle, uh, Josh Preby, um, who it, it came in with Peter Skronsky, I think actually he came in the year after Skronsky, but he's going to be a guard. And um, well, this website freaking sucks. Then man, they got it all yeah, wrong. Well, th- here's the thing with um, Coach Anderson up there, dude. Um, he he is not afraid to move anybody around. I mean, if you if you asked any single recruiter, any college recruiter that was recruiting Pete Skronsky out of out of high school, he was a center, he was a center, he was a center, he was a center. Rashawn Slater, he 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 didn't come back after the COVID fiasco, whether big time was coming back or they're leaving, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, once Rashawn Slater was like, dude, I'm I'm in the middle of training and I'm not, I'm I'm gonna go do that and go be a first round top 15 pick yeah he took a fresh a true freshman that was supposed to be a center and he put him at left tackle and he started you know three years of left tackle and became a top you know the 11th overall pick right um and that's who's going to be at right tackle this year right tackle is a guy named jordan knox he was okay, he's a they, true they do have him listed freshman. right now they just don't have him starting yet yeah he, he's a true freshman he's going to start okay and he's gonna get the he's gonna get the uh, he's gonna get the Rashawn Slater treatment, and he's gonna get the Peter Skronsky treatment. He was a he was a very late like if you look at on three or or twenty four seven or rivals went from unranked to like like a very like top of the line four star recruit. Northwestern got in on him, and now he's the what Northwestern calls the. They call he's an NWO boy. Like that's what that's what the uh that's what that's what Coach Anderson has those guys buying into. And he's gonna be the guy on that offensive line. Nice. All right, yeah. so we'll have to keep an eye on that. I just yep. like you know, I thought it, I just thought it was interesting the way they had it listed at first. I was like, Man, they got a lot of seniors. They they should be pretty good this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a mix. It's gonna be a mix. And I I think talent wins out for the young guys. Yeah. All right. Here's the guy that everyone wants to hear about. It's Ben Bryant, um, the yeah. biggest, I, one of the biggest transfer portal uh, names of the year this year. Yeah, I yeah. think um, PFF. Sam Hartman. Him. What's that? Right. Sam, Sam Hartman, probably number one. Yeah. Um. Uh. I, I mean, Penix already transferred last year, so yeah. that doesn't count. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's probably a top five. All, all, yeah, probably all around transfer. Yeah. This, so he's this, coming this, in from this. people that don't know. He's coming in from Cincinnati. Uh. I was starting to say that I saw a tweet that PFF had him rated as the top uh, quarterback in the Big Ten, Big Ten period this year, yep. not like yep. just in your division. Yep. Um, he's rated really highly. What should we realistically expect from him? Can he be the best quarterback in the Big Ten? Uh, so, you know, it's interesting. Like, first of all, Northwestern is like is like – recruitment you for like four or five star transfer quarterbacks. Um, they, you know, during the, during the, um, uh, Peyton Ramsey days mm-hmm. during the Ryan Holinsky days. I mean, Ryan Holinsky was a four star out of South Carolina. Um, Hunter Johnson was, you know, one of the best like high school arms in the last like five years. Um, and, and however, the, the issue has been, um, Mike Bajakian's got to figure it out <laughs> with, yeah. with how they want to run that offense. And if it's any indication of how they've entered the portal and the guys they've recruited, they've, I think, I think Ben Bryan, who I think threw 21 touchdowns to 14 picks last year, you know, 65 ish percent, uh, uh, completion percentage, I think, um, 
I would I would be I would be extremely bummed out if you didn't have a two to one touchdown interception ratio next year. Yeah. Um, I'd be upset if they didn't have a winning record next year because of this move. And, and it's not, it's not a done deal that he's going to start either, by the way. For sure. Like, I think that he has to, he, he, he really should. He really should. I just, uh, I've, I've heard some things and seen some things that, I mean, it would be, it would be really, really bad if he didn't start. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be a, a failure if he didn't start. But it's not a complete given that he's going to start game one next year. Wow. Yeah. I, I thought that that was a given at this point. I, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I they have um, uh, Brett, Brendan Sullivan, who's a very good player. He, yeah. he was really banged up last year, broke I, broke some ribs, had a banged up shoulder, you know. But it, it, it's. I don't think it's a 100% given, although I think it, I, I would – put as much money as I have in my bank account on it. Um, I'm just saying, I, I, I just, I don't think it's like, it's very fits esque to not let anybody know who's going to start until this, you know, until the snap, the first snap of the game. But Is Helinski like for sure out the entire year? I know he's not supposed to be back this year, but is it like a situation where he's going to be healthy? If something were to occur, like they absolutely needed him late in the season or is he just done this year? I don't think he's done this year um, health-wise. I think he's done football-wise, if oh. that makes any sense. I, I I don't think it's a – I think it's just – again, I, there's just there's just been a little bit of speculation. I think it's – I think it just has a little bit to do with – he's been really banged up. Um, Northwestern has a, a sophomore that came in that was the um, – that was like this, this, the South Herald, you know, like the, the, um, a player of the year coming in, uh, who came in as a freshman last year, who would p- probably play over him. His name's Jack Lausch. Um, they have Brennan Sullivan, who's yeah. still a sophomore. And, and then you have Ben Bryant. I mean, things would, I, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't see any way that he would, I don't think he's going to suit up again for, All right. uh, but, but play under center again for Northwestern. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Right behind uh, what we're guessing at this point is Ben Bryant yep. is the backfield. Um, I'm wondering if Cam Porter is going to be the guy this year, quote, quote, yeah. uh, the guy. Is yep. he it or is it going yeah, to be yeah, anywhere he's behind it. him? He's the guy. He's the guy. Um, he's a stud. Yeah. Um, he was – I mean, he came in came in his freshman year, 2020. Uh, he actually relieved Isaiah Bowser, who – I don't know if you remember at the time, Isaiah Bowser was like the dude at Northwestern. Um, kept fumbling. Yeah. Kept, he was always banged. His ankles were always banged up. And then he actually went on to UCF with Gus Malzahn the last couple of years and actually had a really nice career. I think he actually got picked. Actually, he got picked up. Um, oh, I saw. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Cam Porter came out. I think he had 80 carries, 330 yards, five touchdowns, four and a half a carry or something like that. I'm not a mathematician. Um, but he, uh, he sounded like one, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But he, um, uh, he, he, he obviously tore his, he tore his ACL before. Uh, so that was in 2020 and 2021, he's getting ready for, 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 um, you know, in spring ball blows out his ACL. I think it was on like a wheel route or something. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch the, um, it's called the foundation Northwestern does a nice documentary series of each week through throughout the season. They they highlight his his injury. Unfortunately, what's that um, on? Um, it's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. So type in the foundation. Uh, it is a really really cool behind the scenes look at NIU or sorry NU athletics and specifically when football season's going on. It's really I I cannot wait for that to be released. It's very That's interesting. Awesome. Well documented, well produced. It's really good work. Um, but Camp Porter's the guy. Um, then they have a guy named Anthony Tyus, um, big dude, deceivingly fast too. I, he, he, um, doesn't look like he's moving. He looks like he's moving in, in, in quicksand and then he's through you. Um, so they will be kind of a one, two punch. And then they have a, uh, a red shirt freshman, uh, Joseph Hyman. Um, he's out of Arkansas, more of a change of pace, very different from Cam Porter and Tyus more lateral, um, can catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield. So can Porter too. 
Um, and then obviously the fourth, the, that, that guy that's going to be in the backfield a little bit this year is going to be AJ Henning. Too. Yeah. I, I predict a lot of 22, 21, 22 in personnel this year. Gotcha. That, yep. That'd be fun. That's what they yep. should do. If you're yep. coaching, if you're the offensive coordinator, what's his percentage share uh, snap wise for Porter? High. Like 80? <laughs> I would say 60 or 70. Okay. Um, and, and that's, and that's not counting special packages, but I could see they're going to run some wildcat with Porter under center, which they did fresh. They threw him under wildcat as a freshman, by the way, oh, nice. true freshman. He'll, he'll be under wild. He'll be in the wildcat with AJ Henning to his side. And, and it's going to get, they're going to be fun. I, they're going to be fun. Offensively defensively is going to be a different story. I love that. They definitely yeah. should do that. All right. Yeah. We talked about the defensive guys already. So let's jump into the schedule. Um, yep. I've been doing this like kind of four games at a time and then going through and yeah. kind of getting an idea of how the record's going to break down as the season's going on. But before I do that, I always stand by what I take on uh, or my takes on Twitter. I, um, I have Northwestern at, let's make sure I got this right, three and nine. Three and nine. And I have Northwestern winning the first game at Rutgers. Okay. I have you guys beating Minnesota. I hate Minnesota this year, and they hate Minnesota's me bad. I, they don't like me right now, and that's fine. Um, and, and, and PJ Fleck, I have a personal vendetta against PJ Fleck. By the way, I he went to Northern Illinois, my alma mater, took the head coaching job. Less than twenty four hours later, takes a special teams job. I think it was with the with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And being an alma mater, he he was an alma mater too. He was a yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but that guy. That guy's fake energy right there. He's fake. <laughs> He's fake. And then, yeah. And Roll then the boats. Then... Roll the boats out of here, pal. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel about PJ. <laughs> You're the second guy I've had on that absolutely hated him, by He's the way. He's so fake. He's like, he's like, he's worse than James Franklin, but whatever. <laughs> and then obviously I have you guys beating Howard as well. I yep. say that you're three and nine. Um, I talked about it on my show when I released the records and I <laughs> released the records. When I talked about what I thought was going to happen, I think that Northwestern has a lot of toss-up games, Duke being one of them. Um, yep. Everyone rode my ass on Twitter because I said that UTEP was going to beat you guys, and I only picked that because... Hey, UTEP can play ball, though. That's what I said. I only picked that because I feel like early in the season... Have you ever watched Northwestern in their non-conference games? Yes. At home against, against mid-majors? I'm saying. Western Miami, Michigan? Ohio. Miami of Ohio, Northern Illinois, Western Michigan, um, uh, Southern Illinois. PJ Fleck in Western Michigan? Yep. That's yep. your boy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about. Yeah, I forgot he was there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to bring that up. But then um, I know. Also, Thank you. I think that I said uh, even Wisconsin's like a toss-up game, and then of course, Wisconsin like, and Illinois. Iowa are always toss-ups. Wisconsin, yeah. Iowa, no matter where. Wisconsin at Wisconsin's more of a win than uh, than Northwestern at Iowa. Yeah, but but those two teams. It's a rock fight. Take the under, whatever the under is. Bet responsibly. All right, let's go through this real quick, though. Four yep. games at a time. Rutgers, UTEP, Duke, Minnesota. How do you have it playing out to start the season? So, Rutgers win, UTEP win. Duke, we never win against Duke at all. We will win against Duke. Oh. Um, and it, This is where it's going to get interesting. I've been beating Minnesota as well. 4-0. Four and oh. I do. Start the season. Yep. Man, if I don't feel right, good about you, that at all. I don't feel that, good about If you guys are four, no, I'm clipping this and I'm posting it everywhere. Everyone's yeah. like, "This dude's a damn genius." I, I it's 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 simply because the the the, the I think they'll outscore. Uh, I think they'll outscore bad teams, and I think they'll get crushed by good defenses. Okay. All right. Speaking of good defenses, uh, Penn State's the next game, and then you have Howard, Nebraska, uh, Maryland. The middle of the season, those middle four games. How do you see that? Yeah. Penn State, they actually played Penn State well last year. They had, a, I think they uh, turned them over five times uh, in that wind uh, rain game. Um, mm -hmm. Lost to, lost to Penn State, win at home against Howard, loss at Nebraska, and win at Maryland. So that puts you guys at six and two? Yep. And then you finish with, uh, honestly, I feel like this schedule is, more. the more I look at it and the more I hear you talk, I'm getting a little bit more excited about Northwestern, but it's Iowa at home yep. and then at Wisconsin, Purdue at home and then at Illinois, all like games that, you know, if, if they're six and two at that point, yeah. It really and, this changes stuff. And, and this is where, this is where they kind of tail off a little bit. Um, who did, who, what quarterback just transferred to Iowa? 
Uh, McNamara from uh, Michigan. Brian McNamara or not? Uh, uh, Cade. Cade McNamara. Right. His name I, yeah, you're right. I, I was going to be better offensively this year. Yeah. Um, Iowa beats Northwestern at home. Well, they couldn't get any worse, by the way. Yeah, no kidding. They averaged what, like twelve points a game yeah. last year. So that um, you're really going out on a list. I know, I know. Better. I'm like, I, you book it. No, Iowa will be better than last year uh, offensively. Um, Iowa, uh, Iowa will beat Northwestern. Okay. At Iowa, or sorry, at home, um, with the Badgers will beat Northwestern um, in Madison. Um, Northwestern will beat Purdue. I think Purdue's going to be really bad. Mm. Um, I think they're going to be the worst team in the Big Ten this year. Mm. Um, and actually, both Iowa, te- I, I think both Indiana teams are going to be bottom of the barrel. And then, uh, and, and Northwestern will lose at Illinois. Illinois, uh, I think they'd win three in a row against Northwestern, by the way. Um, mm. Northwestern owned them over the last about 12 years. Um, but I think. Illinois got something going. Brett Bielema's solid coach. He's recruit. In fact, they just they just stole a pretty big recruit from the uh, um, the Lions Township area where Ben Bryant's from. Um, they they lost uh, a battle to uh, University of Illinois. So I, I got him. I got him seven. Sorry, I said seven and four earlier. I'm, like I said, I'm not a mathematician. Seven and five. Okay. Seven and five. I, but, hey, they're going bowling, and uh, they'll probably play Ole Miss in some bowl somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That'd be. I feel like that is a huge. Well, two things actually to start. I I picked them to win three games. I had this guy basically cussing me out on Twitter, and I was like, "That's triple the amount of games you guys won last year." First of all, so don't get too mad at me. Right. And then, um, what was I going to say? Secondly, there, I think seven and five would be just a massive turnaround if that happens it, this year. Even six and whatever that would be, six and six. Th- so here's the thing: they're all in. Um, I don't know what they plan to do at quarterback next year. I don't know what they plan to do. I mean, I, I get, again, AJ Henning's coming back. They have Bryce Kurtz, another receiver. They have, they have some, they have some really, uh, most of their young talent that is coming through the system is all through, um, the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, for example, just to, just to give you just a, just a, an idea of where Northwestern football is kind of at skill position wise they just got their first skill position um commitment of the se- of the recruiting season yesterday i think oh. um they don't have a quarterback yet they're trying to they're trying to pry a guy away from UNLV um they don't have a running back yet so if that kind of gives you an idea where they're at they 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 need to adapt and they need to adapt really fast because i i i'm very i'm more optimistic than most Northwestern fans are. Yeah. But they, this is a year where they're going to kind of, I think they're going to go for it here and they have to, I mean, yeah. they, they've won three games over the last two years. Yeah. There's nothing, you know? there's nothing to lose at this point, but this reminds me a lot. This reminds me a lot of the 2019 Northwestern team that uh, Northwestern, they came out, they, they, they went three and nine. I think mm-hmm. in 2019, they snagged Peyton Ramsey in the, uh, um, in the, in the transfer portal from um, Indiana they had a they had a a left tackle that was really young and obviously turned out to be a first round draft pick, and a really young secondary that was was very athletic and they played a lot of man coverage and were ready to ready to ball. Um, I think that's what it's going to look like this year. Yeah. Mark, I may be wrong. I'm, I'm wrong a lot about Northwestern. I've been a fan of them for 28 years, 29 years, so I've been wrong a lot, but I feel good about that. Tommy, thank you so much, man. You definitely have my whole goal when I said I was going to start interviewing people was to have someone come on and either change my mind or get me even more excited. I have definitely got more excited about Northwestern football after this conversation. I can't wait. Uh, we got to watch a game together this fall, man. Oh, dude, absolutely, one hundred percent. We, no we got the, about it. Big, we got the Big Ten Network on again. I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge Big Ten guy. I'm Big yeah. Ten ride or die. Um, I, I I love football. Um, I do have to give a shout out, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I know I'll be watching this. His name's uh, uh is he's he's Jonda on Twitter. Oh, I he's, know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so my boy, even though I've never met him, he he's a White Sox fan, and uh, 
Um, and he, he and I, anytime I'll get a, uh, uh, like a, like an idea of who's going to be committing or whatever, um, I'll maybe let him know a little earlier. And, uh, and yeah, man, he's, he's a good dude. Huge cats fan, man. Huge. Dude, cats he's fan. awesome, man. Like every, cause I was on Northwestern hard during basketball season and he was, uh, he was always either liking it or commenting something on it. So yeah, that's good people right there. Yeah. And here's the deal. I was critical of him and he was like shit talking to me. I'm like, John, shit, man. I'm like, sorry. You know, <laughs> I'm like, sorry. And he was right. He was like, he's like, you know, March Madness soon. I'm like, bullshit. And hey, man, they they, they almost beat UCLA. So That's right. That was a good but, season. No, man, it was, it was great, man. This is this is a lot of fun. I love talking Northwestern football. So yeah. anytime, man, we'll, we'll sit down in the cave, man. Let's do it. We'll watch it. We'll, we'll do some live reaction to some Northwestern. Northwestern UTEP game, you know, some real exciting shit, and Hell yeah. we'll go from there. Hell yeah. All right, he's Tommy Hook on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Um, thanks again for coming on, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. Okay, once again, that was Tommy Hook, a.k.a. Thomas underscore Hook on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Great Northwestern information. He's going to be tweeting during the games. We might even be doing that together. We might be tweeting together during Northwestern football games this year. I would enjoy that. I think it's going to happen. We live so close to each other that there's got to be a time where we're going to be able to watch a game together. Maybe we'll even come up to Chicago or the Chicago area and watch a Northwestern game live. Who knows? Tommy, what do you think about that? Hit me up, man. Let me know what you think. Tomorrow is the grand finale, man. We've been waiting for it. Got a special guest. Not going to reveal who it is yet. I think that you're going to enjoy it, though. We're going to put a little bow on this gift of the preseason episodes that I've been giving you this summer. We're going to wrap it up, put it under the tree, and Christmas is right around the corner, baby. Football season's coming. See you in the future. <laughs>